What do you hope for for this semester, this year? On Wednesday at our monthly pastor prayer breakfast, a pastor had asked Tamara and I that question. What is your hope for Goshen College for this semester? I will confess, I was a bit tongue-tied. I wasn't in tune with what my heart yearned for at that point. Later that night at Campus Worship Night, Phil Schmidt, our student leader, asked us the same question. What do you hope for, for this semester? Again, I struggled to know what my heart was crying out for, what it was wanting to respond to that question. But then as we sang through a particular song, it came to me. Come, Holy Spirit, come onto this campus and meddle in the lives of our students, staff, faculty, in ways that lead us to Jesus, the Christ. That is truly what my heart prayerfully sings out for at the beginning of this new semester at Goshen College. Come, Holy Spirit, onto this campus and meddle in the lives of our students, staff, and faculty in ways that lead us to Jesus, the Christ. Let us pray together. God, thanks for another year. Thanks for the break, the respite. And as we hear the sound of the trains in the background, we are reminded that we're back at Goshen College campus again. Continue to be with us and move among us this semester. Amen. Good morning and welcome to a new semester at Goshen College. My name is Bob Yoder, one of the campus pastors here at GC. This year, our campus ministry's theme has been In Stillness, God as is visually articulated on the banner behind me, made by Elena Nussbaum, one of our students here. Life is busy, but it is in our intentional acts of stillness where we can meet God. Papers and exams pile up, but those times of respite from the busy routine will help to unmuddle our minds and our souls so that we may be able to see God more clearly in life. This morning, President Jim Brenneman will share on choice points, calling us to choose paths that lead to life. And as part of our chapels this semester, we will light this oil lamp in front of me to my right at the beginning of each chapel as a sign and recognition that God's presence is with us in this holy space. This lamp, made by potter and artist June Keener Wink, is a special dancing flame oil lamp whose flame gracefully and suddenly dances in the air. This unique dancing flame is an ever-present reminder that we have a moving, active, dancing God in our midst. This light will remind us to do our part in helping to create such a holy space by demonstrating respect and attentiveness to God and to one another. This light reminds us that God's Spirit reaches out to us, yearning to meddle in our lives in ways that draw us closer to God and in ways that lead us into life everlasting. And join us in number six in Hymnal of Worship book. <clears throat> 
Number six. message translation. Look at what I've done for you today. I've placed in front of you life and good, death and evil. And I command you today, love God, your God, walk in God's ways. Keep God's commandments, regulations, and rules so that you will live. Really Really live. live. Live exuberantly, blessed by God, your God, in the land you are about to enter and possess. But I warn you, if you have a change of heart, refuse to listen obediently and willfully go off and serve and worship other gods, you you will will most certainly die. die. You won't last long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today. I place before you life and death, blessing and curse, Choose life so that you and your children will live. 
and love God, your God, listening obediently to and firmly embracing God. Oh yes, God is life itself, a long life settled on the soil that God, your God, promised to give your ancestors, Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebecca, Jacob and Rachel. Welcome back, everybody. It is great to be face-to-face -face with you. You look good. Thanks for coming back in all of this rain. I don't know about you and all the wind that we've been having, but this rain and flooding makes me feel a little bit like I'm a character in Evan Almighty. In fact, I, even heard, I, I thought I heard God telling me to build an ark and then tell everyone who's returning to campus to come to chapel two by two. And then I woke up. But you're here anyway, two by two. Maybe or maybe not. Uh, the ark is half full, and uh, we hope we'll survive. It is good to see you, and welcome back. January 2008. 2008. Eight years past the 21st century. It's hard to believe we're already here. January is that month of the two-faced god, Janus. Janus has a face that looks behind and says, I made it another year. Or yes, another year around the sun. Janus has a face that looks forward and says, what are the options? What are the possibilities? Welcome world. This year will be full of new classes, new possibilities. New opportunities, it's a new day. As the Apostle Paul writes to the Corinthians, in Christ we are new creatures. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. January is a year full of new choices. It begins a, new, a year full of new choices, some big or small and inconsequential, some big or small and full of consequence. Imagine, if you, uh, imagine with me, if you will, that we, you and I are atoms traveling at the speed of light on a path that stretches into the past as far as we can see and off into the future. Imagine that on this road there, we're, there are multiple lanes, discrete lanes. Imagine now that the lanes closest to us are almost identical in every way, parallel for miles into our past. The lanes further away on either side of us eventually squiggle off into the distance, some of, some of which go nowhere, some of which die out. But the lane that is right closest to us, right next to us is one discrete point, uh, in that, in our travel, at one particular point along the way, we come so close as to all together touch each other. I say almost because these two lanes are only one atom at their divergence. For just a brief moment in time, it becomes possible for us to leap from one lane to the other. For that brief moment, one destiny gives way to the other as the two lanes occupy the same space at the same time. 
In that moment, we're experiencing life in parallel universes whose outcome awaits to be called into focus. Such a thought experiment may sound to you like science fiction, but it's not. It's science. Richard Feynman, that great Caltech physicist and Nobel Prize winner, I think he won too, and Hugh Everett, the pioneering physicist from Princeton University, have actually documented this very real journey of atoms, which are actually pulsating light particles called quanta, traveling in parallel universes. The outcome of this reality of two atoms occupying the same point in the same space at the same time is called the Bose-Einstein condensate, a name honoring the authors of the equations that predict this very moment. Feynman and Everett call these teensy-weensy moments in time and space, at least Feynman does, choice points. This choice point is like a tiny bridge making it possible for an atom to begin in one lane and change course to experience the outcome of a whole new pathway. I like to think of the parallel universes of atoms as small, tiny metaphors of the large-scale experience of life as we sometimes experience it. As a metaphor for life, could it be that we begin one course of events and leap midstream into a whole new outcome or dimension of reality, a reality whose possibility is already created and present in our world? Until we make the leap across the choice point in our present existence, that new reality only occurs as it were in a possible, as it were in a possible parallel universe. To say it another way, there are very real and multiple out real outcomes for us to enter into that have already begun. The difference of what future life lane you and I experience is determined by what choices you and I make at strategic, almost imperceptible, atom-like moments in our lives. Now, of course, not every choice bridges the gap between two parallel universes. We make many choices that seem inconsequential. We choose Wheaties over cornflakes, Adidas over Nikes, boxers over briefs. Even choices that seem larger than life may not in themselves be crossover choices. Most of the choices we make are exactly the same in our potential parallel universe as the other. That's why some folks make very similar choices as other folks without any perceivable difference in outcome. However, every now and then, our choices, some big, some little, happen in the instant, the moment when our possible futures converge, occupying the same space and time. The choice we make at those moments may in fact be leaps midstream into a whole new future for us, for good or for not. Two roads diverged, 
in a yellow wood, Robert Frost says. And I would simply add, yes, two roads diverge not only in a yellow wood, two roads diverge also in time and space. And sometimes the less traveled choices we make in those moments make all the difference in the universe. So simple, yet so potentially consequential. Sometimes a seemingly small decision here and now may alter life as we know it forever. We all know that to turn a ship one degree, either to the left or to the right, if you're 500 miles out from the shore on the Pacific Ocean, you turn that ship one degree and it may make all the difference as to whether you head all the way up to Nome, Alaska or down to the Long, um, the Long Beach port. What if? What if, for example, the driver of Archduke Ferdinand of Austria, heir to the Austrian crown, had not made that seemingly innocent choice, a wrong turn down the road that brought Prince Ferdinand face to face with his assassin. That incident was the match that ignited World War I. Perhaps even the same mistake at another time in political history would have remained precisely just that, a mistake. Some decisions are choice point decisions capable of shaking up our whole universe. Terry and I left Goshen College, newly engaged, too long ago to hardly remember, quite a while, after living in Howell House, I guess that cinched our engagement. Uh, we went off to get married and ended up in California two years. In our thought, we were gonna just go for two years of graduate school. We ended up living there for 26 years. Our whole lives were radically altered by a prayerful choice at a particular moment in space and time. Without even knowing it, we leapt across the overlap between two possible parallel universes, each with potential different outcomes. What an effect, had, what an effect that particular choice had on us, preparing us for a return to Goshen College that we never anticipated at all. It very well could be then today that right here and right now some of you are, ju are just at such a crossroads in the yellow wood of time and space. Many of you have choices to make, majors, careers, relationships, faith. Some of you are at one of those choice points of destiny. None of us really knows whether the choices we today will send us sailing to Nome or Long Beach, or launch us into a career not yet anticipated, or lead us to our own deaths. So it's important that we open ourselves up to God, who is present with us in whatever reality we live, and open ourselves to God through prayer, just in case this is the day, the hour, the moment for our leap across parallel alternative universes or futures. Moses offered his fellow wanderers in the desert of Sinai a vivid set of choice points. Look at what I've done for you today. I've placed in front of you life and good, death and evil. 
Choose life, he says. Choose life. That's what we want, us to, what we want to do in 2008. Let us try to make decisions that bring us and others life, not death. In stillness, God has been our theme for the year. I love that. It's our theme and one that we cherish. In that stillness, in that quietness, listen to your life, Beekner says. Let your life speak, Parker Palmer says. Find that deep and quiet place within you. Listen to that deepest part of who you are, not someone else, who God made you to be, and try to make choices in keeping with that inner life-giving compass. Sometimes we call that our conscience, the divine voice, the voices of our teachers, of our parents, of scripture, perhaps. Such quiet listening opens us to God's guidance, a God who knows our possible futures. Such quiet listening along with the life-giving actions may help to create the experience, the miracle even, of leaping into a world in which our healing, our hopes unfold before us, where we experience salvation and renewal more fully, where life is forever altered for the better. We have no option, really, than to risk choosing one path or the other. So let us choose life in 2008. On New Year's Eve, just a week or so ago, we were with my extended family in Florida, an eclectic group of Latinos, Italians, and Swiss Germans. The Puerto Rican branch of the family brought with them a New Year's Eve ritual, which we're going to participate in this morning. Just before midnight, we were each given 12 grapes. And as the New Year rang rang in with firecrackers booming around us, we we were invited to eat our grapes, one grape per month of the coming year. As a symbol of life, the fruit of the vine, of sustenance, each grape represented those hopes, those dreams, those choices that we might make in 2008 that will bring life to us. In a few minutes, we'll leave our chapel gathering. You'll be invited to come forward and take a grape to eat as a sign of choosing life in 2008. Let this be one of the first choices of consequence for you in 2008. Perhaps you can imagine much better ways to find healing and hope in your lives. This may be so. But it also may be that today, not tomorrow, not three hours from now, but today, right here, right now, at this precise moment in time and space, Each of us have come to an important choice point in our lives. I'd ask that you not miss out on the possible opportunity to welcome God's invitation to cross over into a whole new future of healing and hope. Thank you. As Jim just mentioned, we are going to be receiving a grape on our way out of chapel this morning. So these four baskets are going to be finding their way to various points um, in the sanctuary. And when we have sung, we will turn to number 86 and sing the journey again and sing through um, Taste and See about two times. 
And then I invite you to, um, as you're ready, exit chapel, find your way to a basket, take a grape, and in doing so, symbolize your choice to choose life and, and newness in this coming year. So turn to 86, and then once you're there, we will close with prayer and then begin singing. Please join me in prayer. Let's pray. God of life, help us to follow in your path. Help us to seek out all that is life-giving, not only for ourselves, but for those around us, for our community, and for the larger world of which we are part. Form us into people of gratitude for all of the good things that you have laid before us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.